This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Aloha, Jessica, and welcome. Welcome to not only a mini session with me, but welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm really thrilled that you uh, would step forward and be willing to share your little session with other people. This is a big um, a fear, actually, of people of being able to even get an appointment, like, you know, because they feel like they're going to share too much or not enough. And so I want to spend these next 20 minutes getting to know you, your anxiety, and me giving you some ways to move forward with that. How does that sound? That's perfect. Good. So why don't you tell me, um, first of all, how you found me? Yeah. So I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of them. And so I try to find podcasts that are fitting either kind of things I'm passionate about at a given time or things that I want to learn more about. And so I, I think I just probably found it somewhere. Maybe I tucked in anxiety and then you popped up. And so I've been listening for quite a, a good bit of months. So. Oh, good. Good. So that's great because now you have, we have the same language going on, yeah, right? Yeah. Anxiety, uh, coaches podcast language. And so now that you've found me, I want to hear a little bit about why you needed to search anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. So I was first diagnosed with depression in probably late middle school Um, And so that over the course of my life has morphed into anxiety. So really, I could identify that kind of transition around college. And so I've been since then, and I'm 28. So, you know, since, you know, my early 20s, have been just kind of navigating what does it mean to live with anxiety? And and certainly there are kind of highs and lows. So there are times when my therapist and I are like, are we sure that I have anxiety? And then there are times we're like, oh, yeah, this is this is it. So I, you know, try to both make sure that I have tools kind of like in my toolbox so that I can kind of keep a general maintenance, but then at the same time, have some things when I'm dealing with, you know, whatever the thing is and be able to say, Oh, I need something really in the moment. Yes. I love how you describe that up and down piece. It's like, um, I, I get a lot of questions from people, Jessica, about, geez, I have depression, but how can I have depression? I have anxiety. Well, welcome to the real world, right? Right, right. Yeah. right. 
Yeah, we're complex people. Yes, we are. And our um, as human beings, we're built to feel the, f- the full catastrophe of feelings, yeah. not just... Um, not just the, the highs, but we are meant to feel the lows and to be able to uh, deci- decide from there, is this something wrong or is this something uh, that I need to take care of? And being able to tease all that out can be confusing when you have an anxious mind, right? Because we think everything is an emergency. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And everything is this really big deal. Absolutely. So tell me how the anxiety is manifesting for you. Where, like when you're talking to your therapist or when you're in your life and you're feeling like, oh, this, I'm anxious. What, what are you experiencing and what does the situation look like? Yeah. So most of the time, um, my anxiety kind of is manifested the most when one, when I'm out of control, whether, you know, whatever that feels like. So um, if I don't feel like I have control of a situation, that may make me anxious. And so for me, that anxiety will feel like um, constant running inner dialogue. Like I can't make it be quiet Um, and not being able to, you know, feel very relaxed and calm, like feeling very kind of internally frantic Um, and just like, you know, and and it's exhausting. And so oftentimes an external symptom is exhaustion because there's this constant going in my brain. And then internally, I'm just feeling very, flustered. Um, and so it's primarily around kind of control. And then, um, oftentimes when I just feel like I haven't been able to kind of stop and relax for an extended amount of time. And I try really hard to manage that. And, and I have a lot of things going on, but it's funny. I can feel relaxed sometimes in a group of, you know, five of my closest friends and feel very relaxed and calm then, but sitting on a couch, you know, on the couch watching TV, if I have too much inner dialogue happening, I don't feel relaxed. And so if there's too much of, of, you know, activity happening without the ability to just stop for a few minutes and, and sit and rest and pause, that can lead to a lot of the, the anxious kind of feeling of like, Oh, I need to do something. And then oftentimes I need to act and I need to do and fix. I need to yeah. fix. Fix is a great word to, <laughs> that goes right along with that needing control or feeling yeah. like you don't have control. Right. Mm-hmm. So what I hear is that when you are busy or haven't had a chance to recharge, that it actually gets worse. The yeah. busyness in your mind keeps going, even if you're home alone. It's right. just that once it's gotten on that track, it keeps going. Have you tried One Skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 face moisturizer and OS1 eye cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. 
OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Yeah, right. absolutely. So I guess my first question then for you to be able to resolve that or to, to know what to do when that comes up again mm-hmm. is what are you doing now for your, like your self-care? We'll do self-care yeah. and then I want to hear about meditation. Both. Yeah. So actually those things are connected for me. Um, So I'm like a huge, huge uh, advocate and proponent of self-care. I have a consulting company. I teach people about the brain. And so I'm actually right now it's the month of August and I'm talking about self-care. So that's big for me. Um, So my self-care routine has a lot of different components. So um, it's exercise every day and not necessarily every day, four to five times a week. Um, I do, I cycle and go, so I go to a a cycling class and, and both the, you know, the endorphins and all of that, but then also the ability to have, you know, 50 minutes where there's nothing else happening. My phone's not by me. It's just very, so that's big. Um, I'm, I go through phases where I do meditate literally every day. um, And then I go through phases where it's just a few times a week and I do guided meditations. I don't even kind of attempt to do them without some sort of app um, or, you know, something guiding me as much as I can. I try really hard to have one day of every week and one weekday, weekend, weekend day, Saturday, Sunday of every month with like, nothing on my calendar. So that would be after work and like a Saturday with, or, you know, really most of the time on Saturday, nothing. So yeah. then I can wake up and dictate particularly on Saturday what I want to do. So that may mean I'm going to clean my apartment or that may mean I'm going to sit and watch Netflix or I'm going to, you know, those types of things. And then probably the last like regular thing that I do is I, not every Saturday, but most Saturdays I take a nap. And what is important about that in the context of self-care is that I don't feel guilty about it because I used to feel guilty about it. And my therapist kept telling me, if you need to take a nap, take a nap. And I'm I'm single. I don't have children. I don't have, you know, you know, I think it's harder for moms, right? Like they, they have a question to take care of. Well, I don't. So it's like, take a nap. What else are you going to do? So those are kind of some of the regular things. Interestingly enough, I've also recently transitioned to becoming a vegan because my body doesn't like dairy and I don't know that it likes animal-based protein. And so I feel really good. Oh, good. Good. A lot of things. Yeah. So you made some dietary changes too, because that's always on my list, believe it or not. I mean, um, because what we have to focus on, Jessica, is like doing what you can, right? There's so many things in life you can't control, right? right. So sure. control the things you can. If your body is not liking dairy, get it out. Yeah, okay? just stop, right? Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of, there are plenty of plants to eat, right? Right, so exactly, you'll, exactly. You'll be fine. Right. So good. Now, and I love that you were willing to experiment with that to be able to see how does my body respond to that? Mm-hmm. So uh, also with the exercise, you see that, you get the endorphins. It feels good. It gives you a place to not have your phone. Right. That's big. Yeah. This is huge for everybody. And also gives you a, ch- and 50 minutes is a nice big chunk for you to mm-hmm. just be with you. And you're actually 
nice thing about exercise for your anxiety is that you're getting that energy out of you mm-hmm. instead of, instead of letting it just build up inside you, right? Right. right. So uh, the you know it sounds like you have work that you love, right? Because these are the things I just usually go through. You 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 enjoy your work. It sounds like you are. Yeah. Um, doing your thing and you also volunteer so you have purpose and passions um you tell me about your sleep because i'm going to tie that in together with uh, meditation yeah so that's huge for me like sleep is so critical so i and and it I go to bed pretty early. So I go to bed during the week around nine. And so my phone goes on, do not disturb. I start kind of the process of, of calming down. If I've had a particularly kind of busy day, whether mentally or, acti- or you know, with activity going on, I'll, you know, sit for 30 minutes, drink tea, read a book, like to calm my brain down. Um, I sometimes will take melatonin, but I've started to kind of wean myself a little bit off of it. And it's a vitamin, but still. Um, And so I go to bed and I wake up eight hours later. So I'm really diligent about making sure I get eight hours of sleep every night because I just know myself well enough so that if I don't, I'm just not good for myself. I'm not good for other people. So sleep is this like very big, important thing for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, good. So you have beautiful sleep hygiene. A great. Yeah, I try to. Yeah, I try to do the yeah. things that they only sleep in the bed. Like try yeah. not to, you know, have a fan. So I try to do all the things that they tell you. Yeah. They, yeah. I feel like it's important. Well, it feels like it's working for you. And I want to give you a tip about the melatonin. If you can get some bright sunlight on your eyes in the morning, uh-huh. that will stimulate your body to twelve hours later to be releasing yeah. melatonin, your own melatonin. Because oh, you're wow. young, you're young, and you don't uh, probably have a lack of melatonin. It probably could just not be firing when it needs to. Right. If you're not, so it's sort of like we have to be careful when we get light and when we don't get light, right? right. We don't want the light at night, right? But in the morning, you got to get. One, we want it in the morning so that twelve hours later, our body can release its own melatonin. And really put you down, you know, get you really ready for sleep. So I'm. That would be something I'd really like to see you add. Okay. Um, uh, so you're up pretty early if you're going. Yeah, good. Yeah. Do you get out? Can you get outside in the morning, the early morning sun? Well, what I do in the morning is I go to to cycle. So I'll wake up between five and five fifteen, and then you know, I guess I'm walking outside. But it's still pretty. I mean, at least now it's pretty dark outside. So then I'll go to cycle, and then I'll come back home after. And then the sun is normally coming up around that time. Yeah, that's a good. That would be a good time. And if you could make an effort to either uh, be by an open window. Or be outside, even if you gave yourself 10 minutes, uh, just hanging outside by your car or something, you know, in your yard. Yeah. Uh, And just letting that light fall on your eyes and be able to absorb that. um, You can let go of that melatonin pill forever. Yeah. Great. Good. And so now I want to hit the... um, the tough one that you don't really want to talk about, but that's what I'm here for. The delivering the bad news, the meditation piece. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have so many things working for you. Right. Really have a lot in order, but our busy, busy minds and that, that lack of control. I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, the meditation helps that in so many ways. Now, not immediately, not when you're in the meditation, but further down the line. So when you get this lack of control feeling, is it like, 
something's happened with your work or something and things have been taken out of your hands or you have to make a decision, describe it a little bit. Yes, Anne. So there are times like that where there's this thing, I'm like, oh, this thing's happening and I have no um, ability to, to manage it, to deal with it, that type of thing. But there's also, and it shows up most often in the context of romantic relationships okay. where I, for lack of a better term, can't one can not necessarily even control what the other person is saying, but I can't predict what's going to happen. And so that feels like a, a lack of control. It feels like so much vulnerability to me to, to kind of put myself out there for somebody and then not know what's going to come back at me. So it's both of those things. Okay. Yeah. And the relationship piece is huge. I mean, this is because it's an, even with work, we sometimes have more control than we do with relationship, right? Yeah, and just, it's easier to emotionally separate, right? Because absolutely. you're not going to be invested necessarily with these people forever. And you're invested in a very different way. Yes, it is a very different way. It actually uh, can be disengaged from much more easily for most people. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Yeah. And, but the relationship piece. Mm-hmm. So so does this come, is this like a wondering, are you saying what if, or looking for a response that you're not getting? Okay. Most often, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so your mind goes where? Uh, it would depend on the specific situation, but it it's more often than not either, you know, this kind of catastrophizing yeah. into the world or... It, it, for, it pushes me to basically like say I'm out. Like if I can't control what this person that I'm dating and, and granted, this is primarily in the context of dating, not like an actual relationship, but if right. I don't know what's going to happen here, I don't want to be vulnerable, even though Renee Brown would tell me the opposite. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm out because okay. I don't, I don't want to deal with it. it. It's, it's unknown. So I'm, I'm leaving. Right. So this is that black and white thinking, either or. The, all yeah. the lights are on or the lights are off. There's no in-between. Right. And, and unfortunately, life is really lived in-between in that gray area. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's where we have to be vulnerable because we don't yeah. know. Yeah. Right. And I'm so glad you listened to Brene because... Uh, or pay or read her books or whatever you're doing. Well, with her because, I read her books. I listen to her TED Talks. I had a life coach who utilized her work. So. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's absolutely fascinating work. And, amazing, yeah. and there is this place, though, where the anxious mind really holds on. It wants to know right now to be able to figure it out, all of it. Like, because you're saying, you say to yourself, well, if I do this, then that. We think we know. But what we're dealing with there is we're dealing with the future, which doesn't exist. Right. We're dealing with our imagination, if you will. And how many possibilities are there in our imagination? Right. right? right. Endless. So and our mind is grasping constantly, trying to get a hold of something that isn't there. Right. And it makes us feel awful. Yeah, it just, it makes me feel, and, and I've, I've talked to, you know, friends, you know, in conversations, and I feel like it's these, this kind of thing, specifically the black and white thinking is magnified because of the anxiety, because there's already just so many things happening up here, and that I just want to know what's going to happen. If I do this, then this is going to happen, and this is, you know, what's going to happen in the future, so I can follow a plan, but that's not real. Right, and, and we want it to be done now. Yes. yes, yes, on top of it, yeah. 
Okay, because that's we the the lack of patience. Because we feel like if we could just smooth it over, we could feel so much better. Yes. And that's actually what we're really going for is to be able to feel better, to mm -hmm. feel calmer. Because when you can get to that place where you can revisit your own inner calmness, the other stuff, the relationship, where it's going, you actually can handle it because it's like, because I don't need that to change in order to feel my own inner calmness, right? right. So you have pinned it on um, romantic relationship or work, the lack of control. Everybody, uh, people put it on all different things. Mm -hmm. But for you, I think the act of getting a daily meditation practice can be so helpful because this is where your mind is going to realize that you already have the peace and calm you're looking for. Right. It's in there. And right. you can begin to then see your mind going in its places on the hamster wheel. Right. And you can say, oh, there it goes. Right. And then I can stop. I, and you step back, right? You just step back from it and you take your breaths. But the way that we get there is by practicing. We don't know the way there right now. Right, right. We have to follow these little breadcrumbs right back to your calm and centered heart and go right back there. And then once you know the way again, you can get there more easily. It doesn't right. mean life stops being stressful. No, no. But I, you know. Because I, you know, I went through probably two or three months where I meditated every day. And then I just got out of the habit of it really around the summer because I just had all these other things happening. And now, to your point, it's harder to get back in the flow of it because it, it's a practice and it's going to take me a week or two to get back into the, the like, oh, yeah, this is what this is like. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's just the habit piece. Listen, you get up at 5.15 in the morning to go sit on a cycle. <laughs> I'm like impressed. So if you can do that, you obviously know the um the way to get yourself over the hump of breaking yeah. a, a habit and adding a new one so tell me how you're going to do that because this is the piece i really want you to add yeah so the the kind of easy thing for me is there's already time built in my day for it so essentially the 30 second overview of my mornings are i go to this i go to spin um, I come back, I, you know, take a shower, do all that. I eat breakfast and I sit. So I like make my breakfast. I sit, I eat breakfast and then normally do some sort of like, you know, in reading the Bible, you know, and, and there's, there's already built in time for that. So traditionally what I was doing when I was really in a good routine and the whole routine got off during the summer is eat breakfast, sit and meditate for five minutes. And it would always be around a five minute. And okay. so and then I would go finish getting ready and go to work. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, so you so have space already, for it. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, there's already built in. Because I'm up at 5.15. There's so much time. <laughs> I love this. I'm go I think I'm going to take a page out of your book and start <laughs> getting up at 5 or 5.30. It took me a while to get there. but <laughs> Yes, but this is the thing. you already So you know it takes a while to add these new things. Mm -hmm. And so I do want you to start with the five minutes of meditation, but I really want to stretch you a little bit. Okay. Have you start with five minutes of silent meditation. I want to drop that. You guys can't see her face. And I have her on video. That was very <laughs> wide eyed. Look <laughs> five minutes of silent because I want to stretch you, Jessica, you have so many things already in line 
and you've already done guided meditation, mm -hmm. so you know how to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I want to start with the five minutes of silent meditation. The set I want you to go to Insight Timer, Insight Meditation Timer, or InsightTimer.com, and um, they have an app, so you can just have it. So a beautiful three bells will go off when your five minutes are done. Yeah, but I want, and there's many guided meditations on there, but I want you to have the silence. Okay. Because I want you to spend time with this mind of yours mm -hmm. and just to see what it is it's doing. Yeah. Okay. And, and use your breath as your anchor. Just mm -hmm. notice your breathing in, right? I know you've heard this before, and notice that you're breathing out. You don't need to change it. You don't right. need to do anything with it. Just notice it. So if you find yourself thinking about work or your relationship, just say, oops, I'm thinking. Let me go back to my breath. Mm -hmm. And that breath is going to take you to the breadcrumbs to find you back to your peace and calm. Mm -hmm. And five minutes, and then we're, we would change it over time. I would have you go to ten, then 10 minutes, then 15 minutes, and the ultimate goal being 20. 20, okay. Okay. But very, very slowly, Jessica, because you want to just enjoy this process. It's it's not um, it's not a negative thing to do. I, you know, if you're tired, well, you're tired. If you doze off for a minute, you doze off for a minute. It's not a big deal. Right. Yeah. No forcing. We're just gonna just gonna find our way there gently. Okay. Yeah. Man, I think you are well on your ways. You are just doing amazing things, and well, I'm you. quite honored and uh, pleased to have met, met you. And to be able to share you with my listeners. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Very good. Now, do you have any last questions for me before I let you go? No, this is great. I'm gonna. Um, I'll start the five minutes of silence on Monday because that'll be I'll get me and my routine. So wonderful. I know. I know. She had a little scared look there, everybody. <laughs> but uh, well, um, we will have her report back to us at some yeah. point. Jessica, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Aloha. And now for today's quote. We don't receive wisdom. We must discover it for ourselves after a journey that no one can take for us or spare us. And that's from Marcel Proust. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.